नमस्ते जय हिंद वेलकम टू अनदर एडिशन ऑफ ए एन आई पॉडकास्ट विद स्मिता प्रकाश टुडे माई गेस्ट इज अ मिलिट्री वेटरन हु इज ऑल्सो एन एकेडमिशन एंड अ टेक ऑन्टरप्रिनर joining me in this podcast is my colleague ajit dubey many times we hear of the narrative that an international conspiracy has been hatched against india and many times we might dismiss it as something done by a political party against the opposition but those in counter intelligence and those who are experts in foreign relations know that india is vulnerable to such attacks don't take my word for it listen in to this conversation that i had with the military veteran colonel pavitran rajan is credited to be one of the first officers in the indian army to have used cyber or internet to track and apprehend a pakistani intelligence operative in india author of engaging india indian interests in the information age pavitran rajan's work is in the fields of information warfare information security and privacy national security and international relations colonel pavitran thank you so much for coming on the show can i call you colonel or uh, you can call me pavi i always like ladies to call no. me pavi oh okay <laughs> all right ajit and i are very honored to have you on the podcast um i'll begin by asking you about giving a giving a broad kind of a global background about uh, and then we'll go on to specifics about about operations um when did the war for uh, control of information uh, what should i say pathways begin and is there a war firstly about that and uh, where is india positioned in that war information warfare in some ways is as old as mankind and civilization and we have always been trying to influence each other when we form tribes when we form nations unless that information domain is controlled there is no nation you can see a classic example what is happening in pakistan it's the information which affects you hmm. your brain we are emotional creatures so now to answer your this about um this was first defined by the us uh that information is a domain of warfare they are the ones who pioneered the internet uh, they created the internet because of their experiences in vietnam and in vietnam they had a problem of controlling populations they realized that they had to control the vietnamese population to win that war and uh, darpa they started off this entire you know network computers and internet out of that and um what we today see is a logical fallout and uh, you know a couple of people have uh, you know reported on this there's a beautiful book by yasha levine who has done a you know sterling study on the background of the origins of the internet and uh, you will find uh, you know uh, so back to 60s i would say and uh, therefore so the west for so privacy as a concept if you look at it was never a you know uh, historically uh, societies always wanted it to be open even when you are kid you will tell, you will keep telling them hey be open about it okay if you go to a village be open about it hmm. so privacy how did it become a concept in the west they foreso the rise of network computers they prepared their populations put it into the education they also prepared the other world you know rest of the countries by saying they are not culturally attuned to privacy so that narrative is what has pushed us in the west oh they culturally now uh, aware we are still not culturally aware so the battle i would say would st- is synonymous with the start of the um internet in a organized way but otherwise historically always since the dawn of civilization information has always been a prized possession 
so how you said that darpa created this uh with the idea of controlling population of mm. vietnam how do computers co- control how is internet supposed to uh control population okay so in um in vietnam uh if you look at the military literature uh when they had to control the south vietnamese population because the viet cong was fighting guerrilla warfare and the americans were you know they were finding it very they they won every battle but they couldn't win the war so it was a population from among which the vietnamese were you know the viet cong was trying to battle them and this uh, you know herded them into villages they started making extensive records of who is what etc 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 how do you recognize them how do you do that um and they realized that this is something which is very useful for computers computers is what re- it requires to you know solve this issue and there started off this movement of in- connected computers hmm. and they brilliant guys because they encourage excellence and they foresaw that this is a domain and later on 2004 i'm not so good in dates 2004 is a time where an admiral who was responsible for the transformation uh, in the american military he is the first one to say that uh, cyberspace can be a domain equivalent to the oceans uh, uh, of the 19th century so they uh, they're uh, you know they are very clear that if you dominate this information domain they can continue to dominate the world hmm. so uh, 19th century or the uh, last century was all about controlling oceans and controlling the world like the brits did and this century is all about controlling the information gateways and you are dominating the world yes absolutely so i wrote a small little paper called uh the fallacy of the cyber commons when i got into the mha and i realized that people are not getting what i'm trying to tell them because people who take decisions are older people and they don't understand technology so i had to give them a you know corollary of what was there before how the world is what is the world order how is it um so uh, british empire was all about controlling the choke choke points of the ocean okay and if you look at the global trade this paper which i wrote in 2014 when i did my research to write that paper 70 to 80% was trade is by oceans land is quite little and some by air okay trade internet uh, so that the whole trade was about i think 14 trillion or something and if you looked at only swift that time i found, i took out a number of 10 trillion per day okay just swift and it doesn't capture the entirety of the internet right everything to do with the information era be it uh, transportation be it banking be it your what have you it's all control of this domain so if you control that that's a choke point you control everything right so let's get to your story uh, you know uh, you were uh, you were just mentioning uh, for those who don't know when when uh, colonel rajan says mha he means Minis- uh, ministry of home affairs where colonel rajan was there uh, in in a capacity which he will tell us about uh, so tell me about your story you when did you move to military intelligence i believe you weren't an intelligence officer initially and uh, when did you start you tracking the internet and when did you think that that is where you will find spy work going on okay i started off my career in as a infantry man in a famous regiment called the sikh light infantry uh, but i opted for a intelligence tenure uh, you're from jal narwane's battalion No, General Narvane was uh, commanded 2RR. Yes, I am from his regiment. Okay. And 2RR he commanded. I was in 2RR when he was a CEO. Yes, he was my CEO. Russian Rifles. Yes, Russian Rifles. Russia rifles. And uh, after that Russian Rifle tenure, I had a brief innings in uh, JLA Bareilly as instructor. But I had already made up my mind that I, you know, I have to transit from this. I had seen what I had to see in the infantry, 
10 years is you know that's no, soldiering is almost over when you're 10 years and um, basically it was to you know try and find a you know i wanted to do something else hmm. uh, i'm in a i'm a xnda so we joined the army at the age of 18 and uh, i managed to get this posting to bangalore uh, my first posting in, in the intelligence corps and when i reached there i and i was just jokingly telling my wife we i drove down in my maruti you know i had a maruti those days hmm. 800 i told her other than knowing how to drive and uh, knowing how to knock off people i have no skills which can be applied <laughs> this is in bangalore <laughs> this is in bangalore mm. since i was posted as a instructor in jail bareilly those days the government used to give a loan and used to get a fast track loan for 50000 rupees you know which was a princely sum those days and that money got allo- allotted when i landed up in bangalore and using that i set it up as a you know computer with speakers this that i used to listen to music i used to play games and i i knew that Bangalore is IT city, so this is something which I need to master. But how do you start? And there came a. This uh, is nineteen ninety, sir. No, this was in two thousand two, two thousand three. Okay. When I came to Bangalore, mm-hmm. although I got into the internet slightly before, I think in ninety seven, uh, my cousin used to have a small IT outsourcing company in uh, Chennai. So I got into the internet those days. It was three KB, hmm. and one hour was about two hundred bucks, and two hundred rupees was. quite a lot of money in you know the 97. age of dialins yes the dialins oh goodness the dialins yeah so i was fascinated when i first entered mm. that field but here was a computer and uh, there was a case wherein you know i was a new man in although i had 10 years of service i was new in the intelligence corps and my first oc was a direct commissioned officer into and he had about 16 16 17 years of service and i had to prove myself to the, you know uh, initially is the probation so i have to prove it to the, him and the the troops that i can do this job so they gave me a, a typical um, case where you need to do a background verification someone had written to the commandant of the military intelligence school uh, say uh, saying that we would like to you know employ uh, retired jcos and ncos and typically the address was shown as somewhere in karwar and it came to us he says okay go and verify what is the antecedents of this firm before we recommend uh, you know ex soldiers to come there and off we went to karwar along with one nco and when i reached that village it was such a sleepy village i knew that no, there can be nothing here hmm. and then in the intelligence you don't want to go and pry openly so everyone will come to know you are you know trying to find out and since i went to the post office and i asked him uh, you know what, where is his address and he says so many letters come to this address but we just send it back to center because it doesn't get delivered there's no such address uh, now that that's a interesting mystery so I said okay. Now no point staying here because it's such a small area. So we went to the back to the bus stop to, you know, have have lunch. Then I spotted those days there used to be the cyber cafes. There was a small cyber cafe in the bus stand, and um, I um, made a email ID because in that letter there was an email address also. So I made a email ID saying, you know, my father is a retired JCO from the intelligence corps. I believe that you're looking for retired people. Can you? you know uh, i am working in the it in bangalore so can you tell me how to go about this jc was a junior commission officer commission. just in case our yeah, viewers don't yeah, yeah. know like yeah a, like an inspector okay huh okay and uh, i went for lunch and we were waiting for the bus and i came after lunch i came back and again logged into the cyber cafe and lo behold there's a reply so i knew there is someone who is monitoring the mail you know and that was an interesting you know so i was thinking now how do how do i crack this uh, i knew i had those days read about uh, you know cyber security professional uh, that name was still had not come 
But I knew that there's something called hackers, people who can trace things because I was totally a newbie. Overnight bus back to Bangalore. So I sent a SMS. I had a new that Nokia phone. Hmm. Okay. And I sent an SMS to a couple of my classmates who are employed in the IT industry saying, does anyone know how to trace back a mail or can you tell me if anyone knows who is who's a hacker? And when I reached, one of my friends sent me SMS back, check the first page of Times of India. Okay. So, so I got on from the bus at uh, you know, Majestic, bought my Times of India newspaper, opened it up. There was an article on a hacking group called the Indian Snakes. Indian Snakes? Yes. That story was about... Um, a bunch of Indian hackers who was trying to target Pakistan, they had created a virus. And that uh, the Pakistani data was hosted in US and that virus had gone and, uh, you know, uh, infected some servers in the US. And um, the FBI had filed a case. Okay, so I like, uh, you know, I contacted Times of, of, uh, Times, uh, of India office in Bangalore and said, who's a, who's a, journalist who has done the story, I would like to meet him. So she had the number, I, ca I called the gentleman and I explained, see, I'm, you know, I just want help if you can connect me to these people. He was very, he was trying to protect his sources. Sure. So he immediately said, uh, sir, I am not, I can't, you know, I, I don't know how to, but I usually send a word and they get in touch with me. So if you drop a number, I will get someone to contact you. But it's up to them. I said, fair enough. I gave the number. And I was still thinking, how else do I contact this? Because, uh, you know, when you give a case, he asked me, what is your assessment? I said, give me some time, sir. It looks, it looks strange. Hmm. There is a physical address. There is, no, uh, there is no one there. There is an email ID wherein people are replying. So something is there. About three, four days back, uh, you know, after that, uh, giving the sharing the number, I suddenly got a call. Hmm. By a gentleman said, you wanted to be in touch with hackers? I said, yes. I said, are you a hacker? He says, no, but I can help you. I said, can we meet? So he says, come down to Brigade Road. I went to Brigade Road. I met this uh, I met this young guy, okay, who, sa who said, what do you want? You're still in Bangalore? I was in Bangalore. Yeah, I, I mean, this person was also, yeah, in, was Bangalore. also in Bangalore. Okay. Okay. Because I knew if that uh, journalist has got that story, he must have physically, you know, got it from someone. Yeah. Okay. Okay, which he was not revealing. Right. So, uh, anyway, so I politely told him that this uh, is a case where uh, someone is mailing me and I want to know the background of this guy. I'm told you know how to, we can trace out, you know, if you have access to the mail. So, he said, can you share your email ID, etc. I gave him everything because just an email ID I had created on, out there and gave it to him. He says, give me some time. After two days, he gave me a call. He says, okay, do come down, same place, Cyber Cafe. And he says, ah, this mail originates from so-and-so town in, you know, Karnataka. This is the email ID uh, from which they have been sending you. This is the password. Look at the mail. They were into uh, basically loan recovery. Huh. Okay. That particular organization, whoever it is, he was into loan recoveries and he had a huge number of mails. So for me, I had solved the case. Nothing beyond, right? So I made a report saying this is what it is. I feel it is suspicious because the address doesn't. But such a person does exist, but it is in another town. And I, you know, lo and behold, it went up. And I, I got fascinated by this. So I wanted to sit with this guy and understand how do you do it. So remember, at that time, I just bought my computer. Left and right click was just about what I knew. <laughs> okay. And there was no meeting point where he could make me understand anything. So I asked him for suggestions to, you know, read some books. Because those days, it is again still, maybe I think 6KB it had become. Hmm. So it's very difficult to, you know, I don't think Google, yeah, Google must have been there. 
but very difficult to find out information on the internet. So it was physical books. So he suggested some networking books, this, that, etc. I bought them. I, you know, started reading about it. Um, uh, then I understood, okay, this is, this looks interesting. Uh, and I need to, if I am going to stay in the intelligence core, I need to, you know, get into this more. So after about four, five, six months of study, I realized uh, our task at that time was counterintelligence. This hmm. is Bangalore, you know, hmm. counterintelligence, find out spies, ISA agents, so-called. Okay. And my OC had uh, told me, he showed that board behind him, which gives out a legion of names. So these are all very famous gentlemen, uh, gentlemen who have tenured this appointment. But he says, I doubt if anyone of them has got an ISA agent. He says, if you want to do the job, you very few people get a chance to catch an ISA agent. The Pakistani Intelligence Service Intelligence Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, because I was asking him, what's the job, you know? Hmm. Other than these routine things, what's the job? Hmm. So he says, our job is to find out, you know, counter find out the agent. Okay, so once I understood this field, uh, you know, uh, studied this field, I had a plan. So I wrote a paper, typically. Um, my OC just countersigned it. He says, went, went up. And after some time, it came down saying what the officer is saying is highly, it's a conservative organization. No, at that time, this internet was not there. People didn't understand. So it's highly theoretical and this, not practical and it's not recommended. I'd ask for us because I'd ask this guy if I need to code this particular, you know, malware, you know, how much will? So 5,000 bucks. Uh, 5,000 rupees. <laughs> yes, but mark you, 2002, 2003, there was a princely sum of it money. It was a princely sum. My, okay. my take-home salary was 11,000. Okay. So it came back saying not recommended. So I looked at it. I said, okay, fine. Now what do you do? And then came this gentleman, Hani Bakshi. Same guy who was on your show. Colonel Hani Bakshi. That time he was a major. Posted mm. somewhere in Jaipur. Mm. He had come on a personal visit. He came to meet my OC. They were old friends. And uh, whatever his work was, evening we decided to catch up for a beer again on uh, Brigade Road. And while talking, you know, my OC told him... This guy had written a paper of asking 5,000 bucks. They did not grant it. They could have given it, you know, just uh, for, for, for that. So Major Hani Bakshi that time told me, uh, Pavi, you, uh, you know, can you tell me what is the experiment which you want to do? Uh, I've got some slush funds which I have created for, you know, certain things. And uh, because he's an intelligence veteran, I am just a newbie. If I'm convinced, I'll, I'll sponsor you. I gave it a thought. I said, okay, this is not in any way in my line of uh, chain of command. He's actually a competing unit. But I said, okay, if he's taking interest, let me make him understand. I said, sir, tomorrow, 11 o'clock, let's meet again in Brigade Road. I'll take you to a cyber cafe. And I went there and I tried to explain what exactly what I wanted to do. I could make out, you know, he was not able to grasp what I was saying. Because like me, six months ba back, I was clueless. He's also now clueless. Yeah, he, he wasn't a tech-end person Yes, anyway, he was right? not. He was not. Hmm. But at the end of it, he told me, uh, I'm convinced. This is the future. Hmm. I'll give you 5,000. You need to start. We need to start off on this. I okay. I when he said that, I said fine, and I that was it was a close chap chapter for me. I I didn't believe that he's going to send me five thousand rupees. You know, one week later comes the do with a this with a check attached five thousand. I took it to my OC. I said, so Major Hanibak, she sent me five thousand. He says, okay, start off your experiment. Okay. <laughs> Then, um, by the time the coding was, because it's not a, it's a dynamic environment. So, it finally ended up costing about 7,500 or something. And uh, I decided I'll spend my money. So, my wife, you are spending money for official work. 
from your personal uh, from funds. your personal funds because 2005 was also substantial no right sir and uh, so i said no i don't play golf i'm not smoking i'm not <laughs> so it's okay let's you know i convinced her that way because i uh, for me it was a leap of faith i said if this guy can give me money I, why can't i put it for my experiment and um, my wife before getting posted to bangalore she was posted in badmer badmer had three she she's a teacher so badmer had three cyber cafes those days total 12 pcs so i knew exactly how i wanted this coded because i understand the army and uh, bangalore those days had maybe a few thousand cyber cafes yeah okay so in an ambush zone if you have to do something you look to a place which is narrow badmer is narrow that is a that was part of southern command those days so i knew this uh, 12 computers um, no and and sir importance of badmer which you want to yeah, say so, is so, that uh, Uh, Badmer, Jaisalmer. This is one major area where all the exercises were happening. We are on the border right uh, now. We are Pakistan. on the border, and the Pokhran had also just happened, ninety-eight. Yeah. So you know that is yeah, that's, that's, that's a sensitive area. Yeah, that's a sensitive correct. area. Jaisalmer had forty, you know, PCs. Huh? Yeah, because But of tourists. I knew Badmer was uh, yeah yeah tourists. They had forty. Hmm. I'd been to both these places because my wife was posted there, and every day I used to go to some cyber cafe to you know. spent time nothing much to do there sleepy towns hmm. and uh, i got there was a nco those days initially there was an officer but later on nco i had made this thing where second he it pops up as a button and he clicks on it it vanishes he says sir it's vanished i said something wrong with that computer because need to know no you you go and tell people that when you do something need to know in any case i managed to bug all those computers without they coming to know in barmer in barmer okay and about a month later while we were monitoring we realized that there is one gentleman who's logging in uh, connecting to a website uh, hosted somewhere sending sms to his a uh, pakistani uh, you know uh, mobile and then that other guy logs in back and everything is happening on yahoo chat okay uh, that is my first i say it okay i was very convinced i started he had Uh, I remember he had about forty email IDs. Okay. All had one password. Oh. Because he hardly knew the internet. He hardly knew the computer. He was a uh, from the Sindh province. Um, so the Park Intel had you know put him through training, and his first uh, e- email ID had his. They had made shown him how to make a scan, because those days there was no smartphones. Okay, it was all dumb for you know that huh. uh, three. Nokia three, you know, uh, yeah, 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 those uh, there was no phone, so it was a different so this world. This guy was a Pakistani in India. In India, physically in India. Physically in India. Now the trick is how do you because my you know I had been constantly reading up on how to go about catching this. Now I can't take because this is a case now. I can't take the help of any hacker or anyone. Now I have to do it. Okay. Okay. I can't trust anyone else, and my knowledge is so you can imagine the amount of you know reading I was doing to try and find out how to you know. Were you reading the text? Which he yeah, was yeah, 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 you were. Yeah, yeah. That is how I knew, you know, that is because he is reporting on, you know, what are the exercises taking place. Typically, what a intel of a intel agent would be doing. Okay. Okay. It was not easy to trace him every time, because he was mostly on chat. But whenever you used to send an email ID those days, we used to get something called a header, huh. and from there you can pinpoint uh, approximately and through the service provider where exactly. So it was a lead time. So that's why he was always ahead of us. Hmm. Now. Um, we tried many times to you know we had his picture but we could not catch him 
Okay, but we had extensive notes about this guy because two years we had you know tracked him. It was a challenge to make people you know uh, say that I'm tracking in your area via the computer. For them, it was human intelligence, and I had come from infantry. And if I'm going to teach them how to capture someone through the computer, seemed unbelievable those days. Hmm. So there was a challenge, multiple challenges. People tried their best to help me. I finished my tenure in Bangalore. Got posted out. The guy had still not been captured. Why? He's ahead of us. He's always ahead of us. Unless you catch him physically, how do you catch him? He always comes to some cyber cafe. We don't know when he's uh, which cyber cafe is. One day he's here. One day he's in Badmer. I I only come to know very uh, you know whenever he logs in from a he sends a mail hmm. from his um, chat. I uh, you know it vanishes. There is no headers. I had no way to you know those days. Okay. One year into my next tenure, I was told that this guy has been captured. Hmm. Uh, he was uh, captured by the IB, okay? okay, through some other means, human intelligence, some other means, and brought to the JSE, and the military intel was, you know, they realized that okay, we know much more about this guy, you know, because for two years you had the information, but you couldn't. so the reason I could talk to you about this was it was reported in again surprise Times of India, <laughs> and this okay. news was picked up globally. It was even covered in the news because when I came back on leave, I was looking through. Oh, it was covered all over the globe. Indian military intelligence tracked a Pak spy, you know, for two years. Was unheralded. Okay, accident, purely accident. So that was the story. Interesting, hmm. but it takes so long to track those a days. Person. Those days, those days was a different day. Firstly, you know. Even if you try to like, the, if it is a BSNL, this you tell that engineer or you send him a mail saying that please tell me which because the IP address and time and date. If you tell them, then he'll tell you from where it is. Because BSNL that, is Videsh Sanchar. BSNL, BSNL became Bharat Sanchar, ah. which is the state-owned uh, telephone. And this guy network. was moving all the way from Pune to Rajasthan. No? It is not that he is static in one place. Ah, so he's traveling constantly. Okay. Okay. He had told his uh, people at home that he's in Dubai. He's working mm-hmm. in Dubai. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, but then I became immediately instant famous. You know, within the fraternity, I became famous. But this is a guy who, you know, and um, that helped me because what happened was that time I was in Kashmir, you know, looking to a transporter human intelligence. Half the time it's snowed down, nothing to do. But those days there was a uh, you know slightly a famous uh, IPS officer Shiv Sai was IG Kashmir, mm. and he had an interesting problem. they suspected they know an uh, lashkar operative they could get the laptop but they had no one who could analyze it in a forensic way okay and they could only give it for you know it can come in the daytime night next day it has to go back because otherwise that guy will come to know unique case so someone told him that this guy might be able to help you now since i had moved up you know my education was totally focused on you know this domain now i knew how to clone a computer without actual tools without the forensic tools uh, we used to get some cracked uh, versions of forensic tools etc so i knew okay this can be done uh, so when he contacted me he says i said you get it i'll give it my best shot i can't guarantee he said that's enough so there comes a laptop i said give it to me so he leap of faith for an organization to give a laptop to hmm. another organization tell and that to in- intelligence <laughs> organizations Yeah, they're very uh, clannish about <laughs> no, all this, right? No, because the training is such, uh, you know, 
need to know. Mm. The left and the right hand. Because otherwise, how do you maintain operational security? Correct. But he took a leap of faith. I've seen many, many uh, people in my entire life take leadership le- leap of faiths. That 5,000 rupees from... Five, five, you know? From Honey yeah, Bakshi yes, was yes, a leap of leap faith, of faith too. Leap of faith. Yeah. So I cl- cloned it. And I found out this guy was making posters in it in mm. Urdu. Mm. The weapon and the symbol was there. Everything was in Urdu. There was nothing much other than those posters because every time he used to wipe it clean. So I had just cloned it. This thing had gone off. It took me two days to, you know, analyze the whole thing and get onto this because a lot of junk files in it. He was fascinated. He had also given me two inspectors. So, uh, you know, that time the JNK police had directly recruited about 40 inspectors who were BTECs. Hmm. But they did not know how to employ them. But for me, it was an experimental way of finding out. So I didn't want to involve them ab initio. Because I myself, I'm finding my way on how to go about doing it. Hmm. Uh, so I said, sir, this is the thing. He could read Urdu because he's from the JNK Kada. He says, okay, so this is proved. I never knew what how that case progressed because that was, our, that was his case. And his this was, can you train my people? I said, sure. So I told them, see, these are the tools which are actually needed, but I only have these sort of tools. It can't be produced in a court of law, but for an intelligence officer, this is enough, no, what I've done. And I taught them. End of the whole, you know, two days of this, I made them clone a couple of this, cleaned them up and wrote a small, you know, uh, note to the IG because I was deputed, you know, I was lent to him mm-hmm. for that time. Mm-hmm. So I said, there you have the ability to do it next time. If you have something similar, you can do it. So JNK police jumped into a powerful backer. Now he had another interesting problem. You know. Did they catch that guy? I have no clue. Okay, they will never tell you also, right? We'll never ask also, no? Oh. We'll never ask also. That's a, that's a, in our world, we never ask, we never, don't tell. I forgot to tell you one thing. Once that ISA agent had caught, Hanibakshi also was posted in the valley. Hmm. I returned from leave and he called me. I've talked to your CEO. Please come for a celebratory meal. He didn't ask for that 5,000 rupees back. <laughs> no, no, no. You. <laughs> that okay. 5,000 is still a princely sum of money. Yeah. But he was happy. You know, okay. and uh, I spent that, you know, he was cooking that meal himself. And uh, we were having a couple of drinks and I still remember that mutton. Amazingly, <laughs> you know, he made it. So then I asked him, uh, you know, we were chatting. So we came slightly because mm. I mean, you know, infantry, we are slightly more formal. Mm. Intelligence is slightly more informal. So after a couple of drinks, then I asked him, so I said, sir, I always had one doubt, which I wanted to clarify. He says, Pooch, I said, why did you give me the 5,000? Because I just still can't put myself in your shoes that I have made slush ones, which is already dangerous. Why will I declare and give 5,000 princely sum of money to someone who you have met for the first time? And he gave me a reply, you know, which I have still not forgotten. He says, Sach bata dum pavi, mereko kuch samaj mein nahi aya tu jo bol raha tha. Par ek cheez mereko samaj mein aagaya, that you are 100% convinced and I decided to back you. Okay? So, look at the leadership quality, you know, and look at the assessment of the, you know, professional intelligence, he knew that I was convinced. He decided 5,000 given. Okay. And it took three years for the result to come, right? Yeah. Uh, so the goal at that time is to catch that ISI guy. But that came later. You got, you were you were spending the money to get the skills. But the goal was to catch a spy. Is that always the goal for these? That particular organization operation? in Bangalore was a counterintelligence organization. Counterintelligence organizations are supposed to catch adversarial, you know, intelligence people penetrating mm. into us. So that was a task. Mm. 
but to catch a isa agent it's like looking for a needle in not his stack in a field in a field <laughs> how do you catch him he's okay. taking so much of precautions it's only yeah. by accident mostly okay we didn't have the, we didn't have and the you when you catch the trap then uh, like in in our case you know like when we are journalists uh, story mil gayi to hum dhandora peette hain ye to hamari story hai but here you, if you catch who takes the credit like you said ib was there in in one area in another area is jnk police uh, and it's an intel operation there are multiple layers of intel organizations operating in kashmir hmm. is there a fight to take credit okay my own personal experience has been um we are quite professionals mm. okay uh when the rest of the army uh, gets an operation which i have been also part of it comes in the papers when we do something it, it might if it's something mediocre if it is something out of the way you know it'll always become a top secret and you'll never be able to talk about it right so the acme of your work is never known and it's better never known your success is not known is a better thing of course uh, the professional requirement is such hmm. so and um, intelligence when they teach you also they say need to know it is not that we don't trust you we don't you are senior need to know it's a concept hmm. what you don't need to know you do you shouldn't know because of which uh, you know intelligence people are not very popular because so <laughs> this um uh, you know um a lot of your work would mean hours together spent on you know on counter intelligence measures and surveillance that you have to do trans border also hmm. and you were part of an organization at one point of time i'm told which did operations on this can you share a little bit about that okay not on the operations but i can tell you yes um we never used to go across we used to employ people and get people from there so that's a very you know you have to plan and scheme for months before something you know that fish takes a bite and it might still get away very very difficult but it's a very old profession it's the second oldest profession in the world so there's a method to it um success comes not very soon rarely painstaking effort uh, but it's a fascinating work too but i knew that we could do this better do, through the cyber medium through the cyber medium i was relatively new although they knew that i had done something you know which for them was you know so people had faith okay he was not them meaning the core of military the, the organization knew that i had not been making you know success breeds you know further faith and at that time um there was a earthquake the famous uri earthquake okay and then the borders were 2005 2005 relatively opened up and people started visiting from so my this is how do i make people understand that what you are doing is good okay but this can be augmented many folds in a different way through the cyber medium and where i was posted there came a pak civil servant and our job was to go and meet those people you know interact find out see whether you can become friendly they knew that you are a military intelligence because the locals know that you are a military intelligence official hmm. but you just go to greet them and say how sir how do you find this place from here this i hope you are being not troubled that sort of chit chat i had met a mla too so that mla that debate Uh, you know people want uh, you know the locals want to see how you talk to them how they talk to you and who gets up a hand in the debate it's a natural thing in the local mm. um, so the first mla who had come he started off by telling me which i found you know i am from south from 
a town, a city, Trivandrum, that's my native place. He said, uh, we have always been ruling you. Okay, that's an MLA. From Let's, Pakistan. Uh, from, from POK. We've been always ruling you. And uh, even if we try to rule you for in the future. So I understood this is a guy is steeped in medieval thinking. So there's no meeting point. And out there that, uh, you know, uh, the principal of that high school, he was slightly embarrassed with that exchange. And he said, sir, next time there will be more educated people. I will introduce you to. And there he bought this civil servant who was from this area, but who had gone across and he had risen up in Pakistan. So when I talked to him, uh, those days Musharraf had just taken over power. And I asked him, sir, how is your experience in India so far? He says, I see a lot of human rights violations. So I politely told him, it's thick, sir, coming from you. Because in Pakistan, you're using the Pakistan Air Force to bomb your own people. Here, we feel these people are ours. We are risking our lives using small arms. And I agree there's a conflict going on. There will be some sort of inconvenience. But can you even, you know, compare the two? Compare the two. And when you talk about legitimacy of, you know, the Kashmir movement, you now come from a state where a military dictator has just today taken over. So, how can you even, you know, talk about uh, Azadi sitting in? You yourself don't have Azadi. There were a few dozen people, you know, listening to this whole debate. In Kashmir, this is, you're still in Kashmir. It's in a border area of Kashmir where they speak Pahadi, Pahadi language. Let me just put it that way. Hmm. So, the, it was in a English and Hindi pidgin. My Hindi, you know, they speak a little bit of Urdu. So it's not sophisticated. So I become slightly self-conscious because my grammar, you know, in Malayalam, we can't ca catch the ka and the ki. You know? <laughs> so I, but I could make out it was making a huge impact on the, you know, uh, people the sitting locals. around, uh, the people. Because this guy was considered a huge intellectual of that area. No? He's originally from this place. He's gone across and risen up in the park hierarchy, huh. uh, civil service. And here is a junior officer just demolishing him. And he visibly could not answer me. So there was a lot of this interaction which used to happen uh, you know, people who had gone from uh, Kashmir, gone across the valley uh, into Pakistan, come back and they would boast about Pakistan. So, okay, so that time uh, it was not boasting. So this gentleman was uh, had become a naturalized Pakistan citizen. He was educated here. I'm told he was influenced by the Jamaat Islami, so he migrated. And you know, how did they come and go across? Because at that, that time, because of the earthquake, people were allowed to come across and, and meet their relatives. Yeah, they used okay. to come through those bridges which had been Aman created. Setu and all. Yeah, so far as anyone coming from there is a rich resource. Now, if you can stay in touch with them. Okay. <laughs> Correct? Okay. And since we got introduced... Please explain to our listeners and viewers who may not understand what rich resource means in intelligence parlance. Okay, so if you can uh, get in touch with someone... Uh, physically or virtually if you can firstly identify whom you want to get in touch you know them you can make a connection it's like a security problem there is nothing called absolute security human ingenuity will always find a way to break them hmm. okay there's nothing called firewall all firewalls are finally there are vulnerabilities right hmm. so that was also one part of reason why we were interacting but they would be slightly more alert because here I couldn't hide. They knew oh, you are an intelligence officer. But okay. still we used to succeed. But for me, I had an ulterior motive here because here is an educated man and we exchanged, you know, certain personal details. And I could demonstrate to my boss who had no clue of the internet that 
once this interaction has happened and he's gone back i could monitor him sitting here what he was doing so he found that you know like it was like black magic to him so he says but there is no operational intelligence here i said it's just a demonstration operational intelligence can happen you know operational intelligence can happen that's when we pioneered certain methods of and when we got into you know the pakistanis have you know we, uh, there were other organizations also in this game in india who had done it but uh, substantially the overall uh, you know acquisition of intelligence um, uh, changed because my idea was very clear initially i try to do things myself i am not a technical person i try to do things and things change very fast in this it's a man made medium hmm. i realize you had to create professionals industries businesses out of this only then can it support you hmm. so that was my small little contribute i think private enterprise private enterprise there are why because of they the will they will continue their research r&d they will do they they have to stay at the curve r&d in government is hard right not as easy because you are finally governed by the government financial regulations and it is not so agile to change to you know correct circumstances that is why private enterprise will always outdo that was a lesson for me yeah and like sir when you started using internet uh, you started meeting your rich resources so uh, that time because i remember 2003 4 5 इंटरनेट वुड मीन की सी सम रिजल्ट एग्जाम रिजल्ट और लाइक देर वॉज नॉट मच ऑफ यूज फॉर ऑफ इंटरनेट फॉर फॉर कॉमन पीपल दैट टाइम लाइक यूर टॉकिंग अबाउट योर सीनियर्स हु वुड हैव जॉइन द आर्मी ट्वेंटी ईयर्स बैक सो देर एक्सपोजर वुड बी वेरी लिटिल और नो एक्सपोजर एट ऑल हाउ डिफिकल्ट वॉज इट टू एक्सप्लेन टू देम कि यार ये क्या है and uh, like if suppose the colonel saab was relatively younger he would agree ki ha yaar ye to this is possible but telling it to brigadiers major generals generals how difficult it was how did they get convinced since i had got success once they would listen to me but i could make out that they were very because for them this you know initially it was not making sense and this was a pre snowden era where the surveillance potential of the medium was not Hmm. widely known and uh, in the military we largely employed computers for typing out letters. yeah the word processor that's yes. what is and for powerpoint right so but uh, you know if i was you have talked about how uh, you cultivated uh, sources uh, in you know across the border do operationally you will not tell me but still i'm guessing it was not just pakistan there were others also um what about our vulnerabilities you know with 2611 and what happened at that time showed that we were vulnerable too because uh, the operation was being carried out and those guys were monitoring us hmm. at that time so let me go back to the jnk police hmm. since i taught them something the trust level had increased that i am a guy who is you know in india historically if anyone has a skill they hold on to it only then is he relevant here i have taught the jnk police how to do a forensic analysis yeah so the trust level had increased and i was they had a fantastic penetration to you know terrorist groups human hmm. okay they are the locals right they had a fantastic penetration but they had a problem communication had started taking place via the internet and the ig had no ways to monitor his own sources 
okay so he he introduced me to that world for me it was again a tremendous resource to be introduced to that medium with communicating to you know these are terrorists and they are communicating the compatriots that i'm sitting there and having whiskey with them okay oh. and it's a fascinating this at i think at least this would have been yeah almost a year before 2611 happened 2007 you're talking about now my dates i'm not very good at dates okay. but uh, i've got this apps uh, apps in mind 2611 happened in 2008 so year before is yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe a year before we knew that this lashka had started training in mangla dam for water watermanship skills no hmm. learning swimming this that we knew that they were doing that we couldn't match that up to what would happen in mumbai hmm. okay and okay i think uh, you know because i need to be very careful how i put this across right. you would have seen in the newspaper immediately after 2611 uh happened a kashmiri cop was arrested for supplying them sim cards okay this came in the news so it was and we had so many competing organizations i heard you know honey also stay on the colonel honey also say on the uh, your show that he had also supplied hmm. but largely it jnk police had supplied honey had supplied and another intelligence also had supplied i was aware of it supplied uh, because, sim cards yeah, yeah because here are it's you a it's a double game it's a double game right correct so if you have cultivated some of their people and kept them with you you need to give them something to show that they are authentic hmm cell phones and sim cards were expensive and it was money a was not the issue for them huh? they had money they had much more money than me okay okay access to you know things okay. were more difficult for them right so if you gave the sim card you could listen and you could so yeah, yes if you notice also they'll say mean, that these sim card were they were always because they had been supplied to the terrorists so they were always being monitored so when 2611 started off they immediately could zero into all of them no and that is how our intelligence agencies could uh, pinpoint and figure out that okay the, this, this this sim card is now active so those sim cards yes, have reached has, these terrorists yes hmm so it's a fascinating game no so it's not i'm trying to bat and tell you that it is not that the intelligence is sleeping hmm sometimes the dots cannot be you know yeah yeah we knew they were doing almost a year back they were doing you know training and i was also wondering you know after kargil where are they will they try and do a you know why are they doing the training so it's huh. a problem no how do you sort it out how do you you can't alarm them you can't again need to know if you start approaching through another this will they come to know that we know they are doing training and uh, exercising in water means that they are not going to come to kashmir which is hill it's not water there are water there bodies are only water there rivers water, if uh, they rivers were to come by the river but, but mangla dam is is not a river yeah it was they must have been teaching them how to before launching them through sea you have to yeah. get, uh, get the plainsmen to at least learn how to swim right huh, huh. So that's what they were doing so it didn't occur at that time that the, i mean later in hindsight i yes, guess yes like hindsight it was very obvious what was going on to, going on correct so on 2611 uh what was the intelligence that you worked on so other than mangla dam when i was working with that you know jnk police another fascinating thing immediately after 2611 which you know i managed to lay my hands because we were doing a little bit of you know Monitoring. stuff around yes was an investigation by a park police organization which had been tasked by the park civil government to investigate into hmm. the allegations of 2611 it was a beautiful document 
wherein they had found out exactly where these people had assembled, where they were trained, which ship they had bought, where the money was, who were the people behind it. Okay, damning, no. So there's no doubt that uh, people, uh, you know, there's no doubt about the involvement of. They were trying to conceal that. No, see, in any nation, the you know, see, in an intelligence operation. He's not going to say it. <laughs> He's going to go over it. So you you got your hands on this internal investigation done by Pakistan. So it wasn't just the dawn article which where the reporter reached Kasab's village. No, 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 no. It was their own governmental agency investigating and saying, okay, it all happened wherever it happened. But at that time, there was this whole thing that India ne apne aap kiya hai and done this. So, my job is to do that job and pass it on. My job is to you know not look beyond, to get into the water voice of how the our system reacts. How do you work in silos like that? Doesn't it frustrate you? I mean, no, no, no. To no, see no. the so no, no. I, let me put it in that way. We are small cogs in a huge machinery. Okay. even this writing today when i do it is only constructively where i feel that maybe people have not understood and that is because of an interaction at a very high level when i was an advisor when i realized people were ignorant otherwise we used to sit and think okay people at the appropriate level must have done certain things for another motive but when i started working at that level and i realized that they were not aware then those people itself very very eminent people they say Why don't you write on this? We need to write on Sir, that. So we had Mr. Vikram Sudh also on this, and I had asked him the same kind of question that the job of the research and analysis wing also is to do the research and give it. Uske hmm. baad, what the uh, political bosses do, it's their thing. You are saying the same thing that you are a cog in the wheel, and you. But you've also worked with a person like Hani Bakshi, hmm. that organization. That was a doing organization. Hmm. You didn't just collect and give it. Hmm. It was to. Uh, exploit it also and do it uh, in in areas not within our geographical borders that always happens no Even so you have that uh, experience too i was an infantry man so yeah so i understand you know but then many things what you report in the news might not be exactly the truth no that's a, that i'm sure that later on in hindsight you will also realize in your own long innings Was there a realization after twenty six eleven happened, the Mumbai terror attacks, that we India is vulnerable to to uh, this kind of because uh, you know it's later that we came to know that Hadley had come here, he was doing the uh, recce, all that thing came in later. So uh, much later, it dawned on me, uh, Indian intelligence mostly before these. occurrences was in physical space sleuthing was in the physical medium human intelligence there was cyber this also but it was not extensive i feel you need to patrol and lay ambushes in the cyber environment because any terrorist activity or a you know intelligence activity is mostly in the cyber domain hmm okay so that gave me an insight into we are not doing this correctly uh we you know everything is owned by someone else like for example what i could do uh, for catching that spy that you know header today you can't do it because all the email uh, uh, companies they have covered the header you only can file a case and then they will provide like for example if there is google mail which is coming to you you can't find out the origins without asking them asking google google those days it was per- uh, permitted ha huh. information is bar now masking has happened 
Yeah, they only give their address. So if you file a case and if you approach them, they will give it to you. File a case where? FIR uh, in a police station. The police asks, they will give it to you saying that this is suspected this. But you are warning them in advance that, okay, we are interested in this. Hmm. And if it is their intelligence organization, do you think they will allow us to access? These hmm. are all mediums which can easily be changed, no? Hmm. I knew that we were not doing this correctly. We have started increasingly becoming dependent on others. Others in the sense foreign countries? Foreign countries. And their networks? Yeah. For if, if you look at uh, uh, 2611, the whole talk was happening on Skype. It's just because the Americans allowed us to listen in. If they don't allow us, we won't come to know what is going on. And they allowed us to listen in because their uh, citizens were also stuck. Otherwise, would they have allowed us? I have no clue. Maybe they would have. Because they, so the reason I'm saying it is because intelligence organizations by nature within your own country don't like to share information with each other. And then externally, unless you're an ally, they will not share, I'm guessing. And we were not allies with America. We were. We had an, uh, you know, intelligence uh, slowly, you know, in, uh, that relationship had started uh, coming up. But allies, can you fully trust them? Spoken like a true intelligence officer. Can you trust them? <laughs> no, because it's a... You're asking me, sir. I'm guessing that your training is not to trust anybody. Not even your pet. No, it is a. It is not the training. It is a discipline. Hmm. If you read your own Arthur Shastra, it teaches you. The sovereign has no king. A nation has no friends. It is only, you know, interests. It is there in the literature. So, yes... You trust the the Americans themselves say trust, but verify. we verify, right? So where is the, your ability to independently verify? Hmm. If you don't have an ability to independently verify, finally this all zeros and ones, which can be changed in real time to show you something else. So allies spy on each other too. I'm guessing. Of course. And so there is no there's no morality in this, right? Yeah, there is no morality in intelligence. But I remember when I came into this intelligence domain, uh, very old, you know, officer told me. Avi, uh, people just since your intelligence officer might not trust you, so you have to be more of an officer and a gentleman than the rest of the army for to earn their trust. You only do dirty tricks with people who are now a suspect. Otherwise, you are more of a officer and a gentleman. That's the only way you can carry yourself. Sir, uh, I didn't mean personal morality. What I meant was morality in international relations. That you know, okay, most people would think, civilians would think, or those who are not in the intel profession would think that, oh, this country has has our good interest. Why would they try to uh, spy on us or uh, do any kind of conspiracy against us? Or, That's or like in in this particular case also. Hmm. Uh, uh, later on, uh, we all know that those things came out, and there were some questions also asked that if the Americans knew that all these things uh, in advance, they knew that this was going to happen. Why did they not allow uh, uh, alarm us at that time? That you be careful. In my work, I don't speculate. That might not have been a priority for them, no. They would be more worried about their own security. This might not have been a priority. You have limited resources, manpower, etc. Why would they also? They would be, you know, everyone likes to watch how it goes. It's a competitive, it's a competitive game. Nations are, you know, also competing with each other for a competitive advantage. If you come to know there is oil in a particular area, and who reaches there first might have a competition. The same basin might be split across two countries. But if you come to know about it first. You will get the oil first. You will have a competitive advantage. It's. I am just giving you a simple example sure. too. Mm? So, in among you are correct. 
among nations, there are no friendships. Even in war, if you study the Second World War and any war, when you are fighting also, nations still pursue their interests. Okay. And uh, they, even when they are fighting together, there are so many examples in history where they are looking two steps ahead at the end of the fight who is going to have the competitive advantage. So the reason I'm also asking is because, you know, uh, when we fought the 71 war, we got no assistance uh, from the Americans. In fact, everybody knows that, uh, you know, Mrs. Gandhi went out there, asked for and told them that this is the situation we have at our border. There was nothing that happened. Um, and in fact, uh, Pakistan was getting its weapons. They were getting for decades together. But then I'm told that when uh, in the latest incidents that we've had on uh, on our eastern front, we've been getting intelligence, uh, we've been getting assistance. satellite imagery, assistance. assistance uh, but that's also because right now it's American interest. Of course, they always, you know, that time it didn't suit them to support us. Today it suits them. So, so back to what Ajit was saying, that they have it. Now it is because... It works. It's always like that. No? If you study international relations, if you study spycraft, it's always like that, right? If I've got resources, why will I, you know... In international relations, there's no Vasudeva Kudumbaka. Okay, it's only Chanakiniti. Okay. So, to in personal uh, friendships, great. Among nations, if you're not part of intelligence or if you're not part of the ruling, you know, establishment, you have to be careful. When you are a private citizen, yeah, America is a great friend. I've got so many friends who are citizens there. I look forward to visiting that place. You have also predicted that there would be trouble on our eastern front. Uh, and this was been, recent. You, you've been doing research on what I've written. What you have written. Yes, I have. Yes. What tipped you off at that stage? Hmm. Reading the tea leaves. See, I'm a curious guy. So if I could, I got into this field, that's one field which people thought that, oh, but my interests have always been varied. I like to read. And I realize if you only st stick to one discipline, you will not be able to, you, you were stuck in that. You know, if you know 10 disciplines and you approach the same problem from 10 disciplines, your insights will be much more. I've seen this as, as a problem when dealing with a lot of policymakers. Hmm. He will try and tell, if you try to talk cybersecurity, he'll say, hey, let us talk that cybersecurity. I said, no. There is implication, cybersecurity, geopolitics, international relations, trade, economics, everything. So you need to see that. So at that time, the initial tensions with China, you know, uh, and I knew that it is bound to happen. A conflict on the border. It is. On all, the boundary, yeah. The day they declared, you know, CPEC, the interests are, it, you could Im immediately analyze what is the interest. You will realize about 10 years back, they have started giving, at, you know, pinned um, uh, visas. They prevented our, uh, you know, army commanders who commanded Kashmir from, they were preventing that visit. Nothing is by accident. So they already had the intent. They had made the mind. CPC did not happen in one day. The day they make CPC, would they would they like Kashmir to be with us or with Pakistan to give depth to that particular artery? Elementary. In case viewers don't know, this is the China-Pakistan economic corridor, which passes through POK, which they call Azad Kashmir. Pakistan calls Azad Kashmir. POK is uh, uh, Pakistan-occupied Kashmir. And India objects to CPEC, uh, saying that this is passing through area which technically belongs to India, but is under Pakistan occupation. So India did not become part of CPEC. Sir. Yeah. And it's sir, we have had conversations earlier also 
and you were talking about your personal experience of this uh, betrayal by uh, uh, by uh, foreign powers in giving equipment and all that with okay so i was he was interested you know when he keeps talking to me whenever he has a doubt so if you I, i'm a very keen observer of military history okay in in the falklands war it was a french exocet a missile which brought down a british warship that time i rem- i was in school and i remember reading they were saying oh when before we give such equipment to you know third world countries we should have mechanisms to control it so if right. you start if you study cybersecurity is run kill switch yeah so for me when you give equipment people said oh it's a buyers market if you understand the global order the world order hmm. if you understand how the things work and why? you you faced this in kargil okay so i was in kargil as part of rr okay i was part of rr we were the first reinforcements to reach in kargil during the war yeah during the conflict and um, i remember you know we uh, we used to have ak ak you know uh, rr russia rifles used to be a anti terrorist organization so our weapons were slightly different from you know the regular army the units which are going in for attack had insars rifles but people were not confident so first time when we landed up immediately they took our you know uh, that was something that stayed in my head and we were back to you know 7.62 ishapurs okay now how do you keep men every day 40 50 bodies were coming down those days so you have to keep men fit you have to keep them occupied so that they don't one is training and when training it cannot only be physical you have to you know 24/7 physical is not good so those days we had been issued with something called a garmin you know handset garmin you know yeah otherwise before that we were in the old olden method of triangling and finding out our own position for the map where are you on the map so garmin wants press and you supposed to have a grid reference okay up to 10 10 figures so i thought i'll you know train these guys about uh, can you explain a bit more what uh, the set was for grid reference and all for our listeners okay so uh, today it is so easy look at this world today you gps a, yeah gps you have a smartphone you uh, from that you open up a map and you immediately know where you are but you know when i started off my training 30 years back we were taught map reading so that means you identify certain prominent uh, places uh, in the surrounding and then you triangulate back to on the map where you are so that is the place where you have are have you seen a garmin i have not yeah, okay. yeah so so this garmin handset said come yeah but somehow i felt i could not you know there was something wrong with that set hmm. because i couldn't i knew where i am but the garmin set was showing me somewhere else so i then so thought maybe because of the valley and you were in kargil town at that time no we were in the defense of, so i was behind kargil town you know but in that place the i was in a valley uh, and i was uh, i said okay enough the satellite. features are there yeah, the yeah enough satellites we may not be able to get but in my mind it was troubling me that hey we have spent this money and we are not able to it's not working okay so i left it there but after one month the kargil war was open and i was one of the first to get leave you know before it was officially over because my leave had been overdue i landed up in that uh, you know tra- famous transit camp of uh, srinagar that's where you go always go for a drink because you find officers from all over the place coming and that's where you you know th- those are not the days of you know smartphone or any phone so this is where you catch up with people and share notes what is going on and there i found a naval officer sitting out there uh so i went up to him and i said sir how come a navy man during war so far away from the ocean so he tells me okay since you asking me i'll let me tell you the americans seem to have switched the gps signals in kargil theater 
So I've got some Russian equipment and I'm taking it there to find out how much it has been switched. Okay, that taught me a profound lesson. Exocet, kill switch. Second, it comes to ICT. If you own uh, someone else, he can change it in real time. Never trust those equipment. Oh my goodness. Okay. Okay. So that taught, mm. And we are all told mm. that the reason the war ended mm. was because Nawaz Sharif went to uh, America and there Bill Clinton told him, get your forces back. And it was America's, the great America's help, which is the reason why uh, the intruders went out of. But at that time, that kill switch was also on. No, it was not kill switch. Uh, they had switched the signals in that entire Kargil theater. I don't know what was the reason. Switched off the signal? No, no, no. The, they, had, uh, they, were they were not showing the uh, grid, uh, you know, like the, like the Garmin was not showing the Persian accurately. So they could was see. Was it deliberate or not? Nobody no, knows. It, no, no, yeah. it was, it was uh, without doubt, it was deliberate. It was deliberate. But what was their aim? Were they also trying to, you know, uh, ensure Pakistanis are not getting, because uh, they had supplied those uh, radars, you know, gun locating radars to Pakistan. So I don't know, but the fact they switched, I realize this. So it's controllable technology. Yeah. Okay. So that taught me a lesson, and I could relate it to that. You know, when you studies, uh, you know, cyber security. If you when you go through literature, right. you start talking about kill switches. So it's not only kill switches; you can also alter things. It taught me a lesson. You know. So right. So I'm going to come back from Kargil. I'm going to come back to the uh, eastern sector. If that's the case, sir, hmm. then uh, handsets that Indians use. Those that, that has Chinese technology, so much of our information technology is has uses Chinese products. Could the Chinese be using that data or whatever they're gathering? Without doubt, data is a most valuable resource in the world. And if you can get something very valuable, will you leave it? You definitely will exploit it. Why do you think the Prime Minister is talking of Atmanirbar? He sees it. I can see it that he sees it. Atmanirbar is, uh, you know. Not just political messaging. It's a very, very important component in national security. And it's got so many added benefits, no? Because we are a very young population, growing rapidly. Where are the jobs? But that is not the only thing. If you don't get charge of this ICT domain, which is the you know, strategic high ground of the 21st century, you're finished. You've even said that uh, if you can get data, hmm. you can. You don't even need to put boots on the ground at times. You don't need to cross borders. You have said hmm. this once, uh, somewhat similar. So yes, I when this privacy debate had started. In fact, you know, I like I said, I was lucky to work at a very high level of go uh, um, governance, and I was allowed to uh, challenge, you know, existing dogma. See, when you are in the army down below, everything cannot be questioned. Uh, then uh, things. But when you are the highest levels of government, you're allowed to say, hey, no. When you went as advisor yes. to Ministry yeah. of Finance. And then I had this, uh, you know, let me tell you, a very decisive and open-minded, uh, you know, civil servant. Let me give him also credit. Mr. Shambhu Singh, he was the first guy. He told me, when I told him, he immediately started understanding what I said. He then said, can you write a paper on the strategic aspects of privacy? He was the first guy to spot it. So I again did my research game that paper. That privacy is not a personal thing. It's got a lot of strategic import. Hmm. It's got a lot of economic import. But more than that, it's got a national security import. Hmm. Okay, he was the first guy, and he immediately said, "What you've written is, you know, uh, my understanding is totally changed now." 
like so journalists use it hmm. uh use cell phones made by in made in china uh there are organizations which are doing you know many many uh, of uh, your uh, media organizations or even organizations sitting in bangalore hmm. would be using chinese technology hmm. and the uh, market is dominated by the yeah, chinese cell phones it could be even retail shop which hmm. is using uh, chinese technology and they might think are hum to chawal bechte hain hamara how does it matter if i use or, or even chinese for journalists uh, they like uh, like lot of journalists they have this chinese set uh, hand for uh, sets when they are using it the mindset is are mera koi kya monitor karke kya le jayega i am not doing defense Haan. beat i am not doing mera kya farak padta hai is it dangerous journalists are you know in one way the fourth estate but they are organized people who are supposed to dig out secrets so for example if i want to get into the indian military and i am sitting in some other part of the globe ajit dubey's phone would be a very valuable input for me because journalists will hide their number ajit dubey has got nothing to hide he's just a journalist he'll be happy to interact with so many people i like i said the interaction if i interact i can get into you and if uh, your phone if i can if you can buy my phone it's much more easier for me to get into that phone and monitor it right if it is only by some other company which is not under my control then i have to try and find a vulnerability otherwise i own it okay fine suppose he doesn't have a chinese phone he understands he uses an uh, a different phone which right? other phone exactly that's what i wanted to know what is a safe phone because also his wife might have it his mother might have it so how does it work sir where is who's what is safe what is a safe product even if you're not using personally a chinese technology is it possible not to use chinese technology so i have a feeling i predicted about you know i could see this about 10 years back yeah people will look at this this time in history okay this prol- uh, proliferation of smartphones the way the world is you know they will look back and say oh people were so stupid a smartphone is i would call it the pinnacle of hum- uh, human innovation okay it's it's got about 30 sensors in a very sp- small form factor it is such a personal device to you it is that all those sensors it some of them even have a radar okay they have you know the latest some sort of phones have those radar too can you imagine that the whole thing is owned by companies it is very evident those companies are under laws where they have to cooperate with their security establishments whether be it us or china okay and you're carrying it around happily saying i have nothing to hide mm. everybody knew it was like these servers the routers they were all based in america but you've also said that uh, china at some point of time when it became a middle income uh, country it realized that it needed to control information pathways so tell me uh, at if they realized that and they did that why at what point of time did india should india have done it and is india doing it we are not yet a middle income okay for, for your viewers let me put it this way uh huawei is considered a you know a company which the us has just gone after why do you think they've gone after because such a powerful company the founder of huawei was a former military officer and if you look at the literature in china, in china yeah. a chinese gentleman and if you look at the record he met the you know on that time ruler of china i forget which year Ujin Tao or the person before that, and he clearly told him, "If you are not having a company 
not having your own systems is like entering the battlefield without an army if you enter the information and digital age you not having your own product companies and entering it as like entering it without your own army and immediate change here we stumbled into the it field the research is very clear slowly things started sprouting up you know those 3k bps became 6k bps increased and the you know we started getting jobs here where was the strategic planning and overnight this became the hottest industry you know the it uh, the it industry the outsourcing industry and who are the, who are the bodies representing the whole ministry was created later and their only job was to facilitate this and make it grow the strategic thinking of that domain was missing even today uh, organization like nascom etc are the most well funded organizations but who do they represent do they represent india do they represent other interest hmm. there are a lot of things which we need to do to defend a nation for example i am i am one person who has said that we need a lobby act we need a foreign agent registration act because i have seen when you make a policy who are the industries which are called to take uh, inputs who are they representing today if you say uh, you know handset manufacturers which are the biggest handset manufacturers in india so if there is an organization representing them and if they come and sit on the table they are funded by those same manufacturers they will talk the language those manufacturers want you to talk can you take that as an input hmm. so there's a lot of work to be done see the reason i'm saying also is sir but that we are also everything has to be digital now transactions have to be digital everything is the whole country is moving and uh, everybody is appreciating it that we are already behind uh, you know uh, we are ahead of many nations is what they what they say yeah but if you're going everything digital and that digital space is not controlled by us it's controlled by another country at any point of time that kill switch that famous kill switch that you talked about they can employ that right yes it's not only the kill switch okay it's not only the uh, kill switch if you study the architecture of the internet it is clearly controlled by it's see today what we have is a us controlled internet okay the us is accommodated certain other nations which are western nations uh via the root zone servers so it's a controlled domain some years back putin once he started realizing the danger of uh, the internet uh, he started creating technologies where he said even if russia is totally isolated and cut off our digital infrastructure should stand up okay the americans openly said in this internet it can't work okay if you look at the ukrainian war one of the first thing which zelensky asked there is an organization called ican which controls this dns servers root zone servers he said please kick out russia from internet do you know what reply ican gave them he said that's not our mandate they didn't say it is beyond us that is not our mandate but do you really think if the war is actually you know hot war between uh, west and russia will that mandate change they control it so when you are transiting towards a 100% digital economy i was approaching this from an academic this i had the knowledge my aim was to you know warn the country write about it tell people because a lot of other people started saying no pavi you need to write you need to come out uh, sir uh, we are talking about how internet can play a role or these agencies controlling internet now uh, we have a situation where most of the troops uh, the men uh, they have uh, one or the other chinese handset they are deployed on the front areas 
lot of infrastructure the uh, the it infrastructure created by private uh, the government companies as well as private companies they use a lot of chinese equipment because that comes cheap and that is easy to install so that must be getting used in the networks also suppose tomorrow there is a hot war today we are in a military standoff for the last 3 years tomorrow suppose there is a hot war between us and them can they use this uh, their handsets in india their equipment in indian networks to their advantage hugely and so, if yes how okay so let me tell you one of the things which are operationally very important is the position of formations okay which unit is where what time real time that is something which the opposing army is always trying to find out okay in war time things will rapidly change everyone will maneuver it is very difficult to even discern our own because they'll change the name of the brigades they'll change the name of this they'll paint so much of pictures here the chinese would have by now because the oem layer for the handset is a chinese layer they would have easily been able to identify who are the indian soldiers okay they would have been easily been able to identify which are these units and when you maneuver they will be able to discern it in real time okay maybe even better than our own generals they will have a very accurate picture of where our forces are okay now another thing is in the standoff you might have seen um, maybe a year back or something uh, there was a report that the mumbai power grid had been shut down by the chinese this was disclosed to us by a american firm what was the initial reaction no it was just a accident it was an error till the time that american company again pointed out we had two committees one a state government appointed committee one is a national uh, you know central government appointed committee they took some time to discern yes what the american company has wanted us is true isn't it frightening we are not aware did they try to send us a signal by switching it off to tell us to warn us we are not aware sometimes i feel that you know when before when army stand off they signal each other what are their capabilities what are they this clearly about 5 6 years i pointed out to various people xi jinping had clearly told the pla be ready to fight a war in a intelligentized uh, you know environment so what what is this intelligentized so it's not leela dak they've hit the, the hinterland too the yeah. hinterland too mumbai they're telling you that we have this we can do this we can do this yeah which means they, they if they can do that to an uh, electricity grid grid in mumbai they can hit baba they can hit anywhere i don't know see as a military man or as a intelligence professional i have to talk specifics i can't speculate correct i have to plan for that hmm. that they have demonstrated certain capabilities like he has asked me this question can this handset data help china i know it can if i have uh, you know if i have created maybe a million smartphones which is deployed globally i'll be able to monitor it hmm. ai will be able to discern patterns saying are they always moving together are they a unit are they a military this right. we can discern it and and sir like uh, uh, related to this only hmm. now uh, there have been uh, advisories issued to military personnel that don't buy chinese phones these are dangerous 
and some american phone has been recommended i would not name it some american but phone also you know don't use facebook don't, don't use, use twitter facebook. don't so, use social media hmm. so how, what all these so, are they five are they safe are they not if like suppose even if they are not using the social media apps they are hmm. using that phone hmm. so in a way you are saying that the chinese will not be able to monitor you but would somebody be is that the safe thing to do so here it is very clear that it is a surveillance globe okay we are in a surveillance era everything is i call it one is the back door the world talks about the back door we are not looking at the front door okay let me explain what is the front door supposing there is a handset with an android operating system if there is a vulnerability in the android operating system that's a back door of vulnerability so people you know uh, google takes out advisories they tell you to patch it they release patches they got a um a bounty system where if anyone finds a vulnerability in that they'll pay you money handsome money okay so that other people cannot look into it what about google they have the data likewise for huawei why do you think the fight started okay they have the data now yeah. what has the chinese now done they bought out a law all chinese citizens all chinese companies will assist their uh, you know if needed for chinese security what does it mean it's an open law america has fisa a secret law with a built in gag order we see that we don't have that in india we have nothing in india uh, we have a fundamental right privacy that is still a legislation yet to happen will it be a coherent legislation we will wait and see right so you've uh, you've spoken about uh, how uh, the youth in india it's our strength but it's also this largest term, term, the youth bulge youth bulge that that is the largest in the world and uh, they are vulnerable susceptible uh, to uh, to information warfare hmm. and how they can be used you see the, there's also this thing that whenever somebody says oh this you know the there are this countries try to influence whether it was the ca agitation or whatever when anybody turns around and says foreign media is writing oh this this government they want to uh, talk about foreign conspiracy all the time nobody takes it seriously but those who are in the intelligence uh, organizations realize that there are countries who will try to manipulate youth and who will try to manipulate narration builder narrative builders in india right i wrote a paper many years back to make people understand our policy makers you know because i understood there is a uh, it was always looked at technology who is better in technology than a generation now for the first time the old wise men had to rely on the younger guys input that younger guy doesn't understand the larger picture he only understands the technology the engineer okay he doesn't understand the larger this i realized that because when i started interacting with older gentlemen who had taken those policy decisions i understood that they they had not understood the strategic import of this domain no names taken but once i started interacting and making them understand they were very very you know supportive they said we didn't know they said you should write more you should talk about it more it is not that they were maliciously doing certain things ignorance okay so it comes to the youth bulge if you look at how economics have been driven they talk about the demographic demographic dividend that is an economic speak okay for a security guy this demographic dividend is a youth bulge so whenever there is a youth bulge in any nation during times of if you look at history if economy doesn't rapidly grow there are only two options you either have a major war to ensure that these people are occupied in that way or there will be a revolution history teaches this to you very clearly 
So for that, the economic to grow, where are the jobs? You have to do it here, Atmanarbar. I'm very happy the government is seeing this. Now that war, no one wants a war. Okay? Now if you have got the data of your whole population sets, we are such a varied nation. We are a civilizational, one civilizational nation, but we are a multicultural, multi-ethnic, multilinguistic religion. You, you, you see the diversity. Hmm. If they have all that data with you, with them, they can easily upset our social cohesion. They can make people, you know, competitively fight, talk about things which will provoke. For example, I, two weeks back, I went to Pune. Okay, regimental officer. He was planning to settle down there. He's already bought, he settled. He says, but Pavi, I would like to go back to North. I said, why, sir? You are happy here. You've been settled. He said, yes, but I met a gentleman who said, now the, you know, people from the North have influenced, you know, come here and see, that one comment has made him think. Why should I? I said, sir, how does it? I don't think uh, they're talking about you. He says, I know. But they did talk about it. Talk about? That the people from the North have come here and spoiled the culture. I, that is an isolated statement by one gentleman who sure. must have had a, you know, bad yeah. experience. Yeah. But since this officer who's retired heard that comment, for the first time he started thinking, should I continue to settle here where I'm happy? Or should I go back to the North? My own hometown. Okay, fueling some kind of a narrative which will cause more divisions. Yes. So here what is happening in India is um, social media has become very active only in the last about 10 years. Before that, there was hardly any social media. So the last 10 years is the social media activism for, by political parties. Just imagine the sort of heated this. It is actually not there. When you interact, people might not even think about it. But it's uh, significant, sir, because you've had a personal experience over that whole Northeast crisis when that happened. Yes, yes. Tell so, me so, about that. So, 2012, okay, I was posted in Bangalore. My aim was to retire in 20 years. People had said, okay, done. Okay. Um, when I'd worked with, you know, um, no names taken, I'd worked with a great general and I had done some good work and I had not been promoted. Okay, I'd missed my board. So he says, Pavi, I've watched you very carefully and we need people like you to, you know, back in the system. I'll speak to the chief. They have not understood your work. It will be all erased and we, we, we need you. That's the first time I told him, sir, you know, because you can't tell, you know, when you're in service, you can't tell I want to quit because then that guy, you know. So I told him, sir, I have a small request that I've got a different plan. So this, I don't blame because I had not done, uh, concentrated on my courses. I had a different interest. Okay, I had not concentrated on my courses with a purpose. I was doing something else which I felt was valuable. Now, if you hold me back, I certain I had certain you know dreams to do outside. He thought over it for three days and he says, "Okay, I'll back you." So I I had one request from him. I said, "I need to retire from Bangalore. That's my family. I need some time so that I, you hmm. know, he placed me over there. But at the highest level of the army, they had ensured that I continue to work with the Ministry of Home Affairs. They used to keep flying me back to Delhi on under some bahana or other." And I used to be working with the ministry. And you were posted in an NCC unit. Yeah, my, my hierarchy had no clue. I, of the NCC, I had no clue. Again, need to know. So, in, in, in the intelligence school, if you ever go, they say, if you have to fool the enemy, you have to fool your friends. My personal experience is, if you have to fool your friends, you have to fool your family. Mm -hmm. Okay. So, nobody had any idea. You, of course, they because... They knew something was going on. They had no clue. Mm. Whenever I used to be called, uh, you know, the MO directorate used to fly me in secretly. I wanted to wriggle out of it, but it's not a very comfortable. I didn't want to get stuck in any place and I was seeing what had happened to Hani Bakshi, you know. But 
uh, I remember the MO that officer telling me, sir, your this is totally signed. Okay, right by the chief. Otherwise, you wouldn't come. So my this was, sir, can you get me out of this? He says, beyond me. Beyond my pay grade. You're okay. moving with the express sanction and direction of the topmost. I never met the topmost, but he told me. And there I used to go and interact with, because the ministry was fascinated with my work. So what was it that you were doing with the so, Northeast? So, so, so at that time, information warfare, uh, okay, I got okay posted to the Northeast. And uh, by the time I reached the Northeast, I had a good spoken reputation. Okay, in the military, that's what happens. You know, people get to know, people try, you know, you had a good spoken reputation. And I served with a great general, uh, General D.S. Huda. Okay, a surgical strike fa fame. That time he was two star. So I landed up there straight away. You know, I was told the GOC wants to meet you. And he started off by saying, I didn't even know his name, who was the general. Just as before going out there, the ADC had called me and um, I went to meet my boss. He says, You're reporting, to, you're reporting tomorrow. I said, the GOC, I've got someone saying the GOC is calling me. He says, Go. So I went to the ADC, who was a lady officer. I said, Can you give me a pad and a, pe a pencil? She said, Yes. I said, What's the name of the GOC? Okay, that's the first time I heard the name. I said, Which regiment? He said, Okay. So I went in. He says, Pavi, I know everything about you. For an intelligence officer, that statement is... Okay, not very comfortable. <laughs> not though. very comfortable. Not only for intelligence officer. When in, in, I am an ex-NDA, they say, never stand behind a mule, never get in front of a senior officer. So there is a senior officer, the boss of the place saying, Pavi, I know everything about you. Dangerous, no? Mm -hmm. Okay. And there I was thinking that I'll mark my time and slowly fade away. He says, what can we do here? So like a good professional, I said, sir, Get me some, because intelligence, we always talk to very senior people, no? And we learn intel speak. Without antagonizing the other person to say a polite no. No. So I immediately told him, sir, I don't know, sir, in such a remote area because I was already affiliated with the Cyber Security Research Center in the Punjab Engineering College. He knew all that, that I had been trying to do some research, trying to do certain things on my own. So he was he said he 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 knew he had found out everything about me. So I said, sir, I don't know whether in such a remote area in the Northeast, whether we can do something to do with information warfare. So give me some time. I will come back to you. So he says, how much time do you need? I said, 45 days. I could make out from his eyes, no? He's not happy. Mm. Then I immediately added on. I said, but at the end of it, sir, it will be a firm S with reasons, S why we can do that. Or a firm no, why and why with. So he said, okay. He was not happy. So I had to carefully calculate because the rest of the army, what it does is this, uh, you know, when you enter the chakra view, correct? Abhimanyu knew how to enter. He didn't know how to get out. An intel intelligence guy first tries to find out how to get out before he enters hmm. because he can always get stuck. So that's why your infantry and your intel <laughs> yes. capacities came yes. into force. Yes, I, I felt it was a tremendous advantage. Okay, because I understood the... Infantry is to go inside. Yeah, I'm just giving you and a... Your, <laughs> I'm just in, giving. And your military intelligence tells you how to get out. Get outside. <laughs> because if you go in, the infantry will have background, you know, there will be artillery support, engineer support, yeah. armoured support. Correct. Intelligence, there is no support. So you best better find your way out. Okay. It's not only you, you're going to carry other people. Maybe you're going to carry one person or two people. Correct. Their lives will be on your hand. So you better find the way out before you enter in. Okay. So I... I had to find out the environment. I had to see how the the, uh, the environment here. But I found out that this general had a great spoken reputation. And I said, okay, this is a gamble. Because if I'm successful, he, you know, he has got some ammunition to back me up. But otherwise, I can get stuck. That mm -hmm. was my, you know. But I took a, another leap of faith. And I said, okay, let me give it a shot. 
we took down a major insurgent group no name taken no place this we just picked up the top hierarchy from neighboring countries because of multi agency operation and i saw how a general can orchestrate no the mark of leadership of a general is how he uses his leadership qualities to marshal the resources along with him and what resources are not available because coordination with the other agencies are not resources marked to him but by sheer personality he could influence you know national level intelligences and other people too and he could even orchestrate a ministry to back him up and very quietly not a single shot fired almost 80% of the top brass of uh, insurgent group is quietly arrested all of them got tried that was the first case of the nia all of them were convicted never before it had happened in the history of india and tekken had a major role to play in this okay when you talk of tekken there are tekken agencies there are tekken agencies okay they could not do it but i could do it because if you talk about information warfare you will talk about individuals an individual can make a change now, how did i do it because i had 10 years of experience creating that you know network Hmm. and that industry so i could easily orchestrate and i was a godfather for a lot of people because they were looking purely from a technical means to do something they never applied a military mind i had a military mind i had that military training i could look at it from so i created you know and i could outdo what the others couldn't do okay but you have to do it in such a way where you don't get stuck that's art right there was this other operation so when uh, you know the, there was this rumors which were floated about northeasterners yes so that I, also you were yeah, involved yes, with yes so this i was trying to tell you so there i was in bangalore in ncc okay just marking my time to quit on the surface but under the surface i had to do a lot of work uh, there i had my laptop uh, you know my computer you know official computer which i had made into a dual boot i had a separate this you know hmm. so the other officer sitting out there had no clue i'm sitting there and doing my work So anyway I noticed that the northeastern people had suddenly started migrating because of rumors all over that uh, you know uh, it was Ramzan time and the muslims are going to target them so for me I started finding out how did how is this happening because I just come from northeast I had friends and the city was rapidly you know coming to a standstill all the hotels this that I knew it was a major tragedy I was still in touch with the MHA so I started doing my search they had not asked me but I was just doing a search and i realized that in during ramzan time the terrorist groups in pakistan they try to attract funds globally and how do they attract these funds they have to show islam khatre mein hai and how do you show islam khatre mein hai if there is some mishap which is specifically happening to to muslims so at that particular time just about a month back there were two small incidents okay one was slightly bigger rohingya in myanmar and one was happening in assam some small little right communal mm-hmm. right now they took pictures of earthquake victims and Correct. everything and they morphed it to show that and from facebook the rest of the people started picking up and the, the aim is to attract funds oh now you know we will go ahead to protect them this that the funds mm. were started coming same was started picking up from the muslim uh, citizens of india that this is happening and people get influenced facebook it was those days it was you know mostly through facebook whatsapp had just not come hmm. okay and that's why and uh, the northeastern people there about 400 plus tribes there in the northeast they are at each other's throat okay there are hmm. always some communal like what is happening today hmm. second they come to the interior city because of similar ethnicity looks etc they are all brothers and sisters and thick friends they stay together so this message rapidly started spreading among them 
and that is why this exodus so, so the the rumor which was spreading around at that time was that once ramzan no. gets over oh, yeah once, or during ramzan no 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 once ramzan gets over the muslims are going to kill us okay. that is why they were panic because they can't hide no their features hmm. are such they can't hide hmm so they was just cutting off panic hmm. uh, panic once it affects it's very difficult to control so panic from rest of the country to go back to the northeast 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 yeah which would bring certain economies completely to a standstill which are dependent and, on uh, on people from the northeast and look at the social cohesion no for generations because the northeastern people uh, were slowly integrating into the mainland economy or was it a deliberate uh, attempt no it was not it was by totally by accident so that civil servant which that is where he started getting faith in me because he was from the manipur kada mr shambhu so yeah. i never used to call him because for me like i was still in the army okay the army leadership had given tacit blessing for assisting them but i didn't want to get stuck and some you know but for the first time i gave him a call and i told him sir i hope you are on top of the situation what is happening of the northeastern people and he told me pavi this sir terrible tragedy which is going on i don't know what to do do you know how we can stop this i said sir this is the background to it there is this website where another guy is also compiled this whole thing i'll send you the link i'll this are my analysis i made some point and just mailed it to him and i told him see in classical information operation what you need to contract this you need to come and make a media splash that the whole thing is by pak terrorists nothing to do with indian muslims reach out to community leaders in all the states including the northeast and it has to be a total op- which they brilliantly orchestrated hmm and it just dissipated countering it with facts because this was disinformation which was coming it from it was by accident the disinformation what was happening was by accident hmm but for the first time the ministry of home affairs realized certain moff pictures can create this sort of disturbances right so it's you know uh, this is very significant because in the past couple of days uh, i am getting this continuous uh, spamming by uh, twitter handles which just have 5 to 6 followers weird and they have indian names and they're saying why are you focusing on uh, on uh, imran khan why are you focusing on uh, uh, on the situation in karnataka on political why don't you talk about manipur why don't you talk about manipur i was like were you interested and then i said when it was too much of it coming with images hmm. supposedly of manipur uh, problem and i was then you know firstly none of us have the time to go in and see right that who's this who's tweeting now when i'm getting so many messages hmm. i don't bother hmm. but i am getting it on a regular basis hmm. Why are you interested with five Twitter uh, Twitter followers to tell me to cover Manipur? But you know this constant thing then happens. Uh, then you tend to turn around and say that listen, are we covering less of Manipur as compared to the others? So you know what I what I'm trying to say is influence, this influence information. Yeah, information will immediately like what is AI? I always try and give this example. Our brain from five senses, it's fed into your brain. Uh, and then you react right and through decades you become wise in ai it's an algorithm with millions of sensors feeding data into it and thus you know it will rapidly become it is slowly will become intelligent and will become wise it might take i don't know how much time will it take i mm-hmm. can't predict this mm-hmm. this can also be orchestrated using ai if they identify as a key influencer people can easily create you know sock puppets they call it 
or it can be people or it can be organizations will say let's keep person smita editor let's just you know slightly find out if they if they know what pinches you if you are i'm told that you've been recently blessed with a grandson hmm. a story of grandchild will it pick you hmm. information is power if that ai or that organization or that individual knows what are your tastes how can they befriend how can they you know influence you how, what will make you react that is influence so uh, there's also this whole thing of genetics that comes into play because you have also said that besides you know when you talked about that darpa was created to control population hmm. there's also that china is uh, you know talking about how they can influence dna influence genetics into uh, into their soldiers and make that okay so i recall the article now i had said in the next 30 40 years there will be huge rapid explosion explosion in technologies uh which is unprecedented in the history of mankind things will so rapidly change jobs will get economies will get affected everything will get affected okay but three major things um ai uh, uh nanotech uh, and genetics okay maybe you can add quantum too these are places if you don't concentrate you'll miss the bus and it will be the equivalent of columbus landing up in uh, america the, america it's Amer- india no no america huh. and you saw the differential in um, in a technological advance between a european population and the red uh, the red indians they just got wiped out correct so for me they say history if anything what history teaches you because we have not changed much after the modern homo sapien has arrived last 10000 uh, you know uh, years we are the same people hmm. we have not changed our basic motivations etc culturally maybe some we are slightly more aware etc but we think in some ways so there is a danger since i am a national security you know intelligence guy my job to write and warn hmm. so how do you do that how do you overcome we need to rapidly reorient our economy because till now we are very clear that the public sector is not delivering it is not that people in the public sector are not good i told you about the gfr the gfr does not allow you to be agile and react very fast for anything even in communist china it is the private enterprises who have done all this innovation or they have created circumstances where and you know they have become agile and look at the rapid jump they had in the last 30 years we need to do this otherwise we are a equally old civilization which has survived all these thousands of years which could be wiped out too so then there'll be some who'll say oh this is fear mongering this is uh, but like so i i don't mean to uh, denigrate what uh, you do and what you say but what i'm trying to say is every time hmm. that you know th- this comes out from government or from officials that oh this this is what will happen people turn around and say ki ye to humko dara rahe hain okay mm, that is true hmm. okay uh, that is a but if you look at the recent literature 10 years back or 8 years back i think even snowden was also told that right when he did it yeah when he came so out before snowden it? when hmm. i said that cyber security what is being taught confidentiality integrity availability is not a comprehensive thing what is being taught people were very polite okay after snowden there this was how did you know multidiscipline mm. 
multidisciplinary approach mm. what i am telling you today there are so many people speaking about it we started talking about it about 8 years back de-dollarization 8 years back and you'll ask how did i know about de-dollarization that word was not even there de-dollarization yes the word was not there but it is i'm not an economist by any you know leap leap of yeah faith. i know this what you said about that american can keep printing its dollars yeah finally it's a ponzi scheme no it's so simple if you just look <laughs> at the emperor without the clothes it's a ponzi scheme it'll run its course right that mm. isn't now it's the first guy who says the emperor doesn't wear clothes correct yeah. this thing maybe with after this po- podcast people might refer back and say okay this you did bring me and hide it on you <laughs> let us see yeah. no one can predict the future correct yeah and sir uh, like uh, uh, I, i i wanted to ask you this question uh, recently we had this we have these lot of cases of honey trap and all these things happening hmm. uh, recently a drdo top scientist was caught leaking information a lieutenant general also he is right? rank of a lieutenant general man yeah uh, very senior director of a very prestigious lab now uh, have you ever come across such cases while monitoring the of other course, side of course women have always been used as weapons we had vishkanyas right okay now let me to give you an anecdote without revealing too much many moons back okay we were looking at a monitoring a gentleman from the pak military defense attache in a nation and he was having a roaring affair with a eastern european diplomat okay to the extent he was so fatu- infatuated with her his password was her name her name oh how pathetic what a giveaway <laughs> कोई भी जानता है कि नहीं करना चाहिए नाउ टू माई फैसिनेशन अवर मैन केम बैक गॉट प्रमोटेड एंड गॉट टू आई एस आई देट लेडी यूटिंगड आफ्टर रिटर्निंग सो नो नो because uh, you know why it came out to me in the logs it left out to me in the logs was it was a eastern i said pakistani this using east <laughs> and then i started getting into it and i found out oh this looks like a <laughs> oh my goodness okay and is that how uh, indians also get into trouble because of too much of facebooking with pretty looking faces women faces who could be actually ISI men sitting like, in dark like, rooms. Like, like I am a journalist who covers defense. I sometimes I used to about five six years back. I used to put my pictures with rifles and all, and we would get friend requests from uh, very odd names and uh, saying I am very impressed. And a lot of journalists and other people also get who pose. So uh, it's a human nature, no? So the three great vices of mankind is. now i say with all this women empowerment we need to slightly change it it's www wine women wealth not necessarily in that order so with all due respects to feminists it can also be men right okay, it's, it's okay so these are things which will be eternally weakness if you have very few people can avoid all three and very few people can do it in combination if you look at our own mythology even you know uh, brahma rishis people who have achieved so much of this finally when indra used to send that ramba and rotam <laughs> okay but uh, with regard to china does it happen 
Yeah. So the Chinese. Do they employ a lot? This supposedly in Nepal there was one lady. Yeah. So I also I have also read all that. See, uh, till the time I was in service, China we knew was a strategic threat, but our focus was primarily towards you know Pakistan. Mm. But uh, just for you, inf- you know, I had also one small little incident. You know, um, we felt that we were a cyber superpower. So I was one of the first guys to, although that term cyber coolie was there, uh, but when you get into it, most of our brilliant guys were working in the outsourcing industry. Because Pakistan and China did not have that outsourcing industry, there were a lot of brilliant guys working in the malware creation industry. In Pakistan. In Pakistan as well as China. In, in China. Fact, one of the uh, first viruses was created by Pakistani. It's a curious thing, no? Mm. So. we had very rapidly reached you know but the chinese were slightly ahead of us because our people who are here they were earning in dollars so people could not you know also oh, to damage our outsourcing industry okay. no not like that i didn't mean like that but people who were into cyber intelligence i okay. meant in cyber in intelligence cyber. the chinese were one generation ahead of us hmm. okay when you look at cyber intelligence their networks because they were looking at the us and they were competing with the us they were not looking at chi- india but very curious one case which came to me i realized this is a chinese intelligence operation okay uh, and i was very fast because uh, to my you know uh, knowledge that this is the first sign of a chinese intelligence operation penetrating the Indi- indian military at that time so i wrote a report it went up and people were not ready people just said oh it could also be spam that was a thing so my boss called me and said so what is this puppy so i said so when there is a dispute between you know two professional opinions which can happen then what do you do you go out to the uh, people outside the industry the academia etc let us take their inputs too so there again gfr okay mm-hmm. i am a intelligence operator i had a lot of freedom the other people who are sitting in the hierarchy they are military people you know military yeah. pro- they did not have my freedom mm-hmm. so i immediately pivoted mm-hmm. i knew kukil Sanjay Katkar, whom I had met many years back, I sent that sample to him and said, "Can you give me an analysis?" Mm-hmm. I knew professionals outside. I knew academicians outside. I I got to them. I made them analyze. And I made such a you know comprehensive proof of what I said is, and I even found out the Americans had also was facing Chinese threat at that time, and there was something called Titan Rain, which they had published material. This was identical with Titan Rain, you know, so I prevailed. And Titan Rain was what, sir? Titan Rain was the name given to a Chinese uh, you know hacking. group by uh, the americans by the americans so the same uh, uh, malware had been repurposed to target india fascinating i for me it was a very you know fascinating discovery you know so can we take steps like okay ban tiktok is that enough or do we need to do more i know when india banned tiktok the whole world came cracking down on us as stupid people there and now american states one by one are stopping it data data because second you have an app which is very popular and people are on that this that data can go back to the creator that is why that you know if there is going to be if it is a global village whereas wherever another phase of globalization people say oh let us but whenever that global this breaks up you have to prepare for that war and that's what's exactly going on because the next 10 20 years is going to be times of heightened conflict hmm. okay a beautiful book written by uh, ray dalio called the changing world order he's analyzed it from an economic view point he's dug back into the history of you know uh, global currencies but it's connected to 
so yeah, i since care. i study multidisciplinary to do that i then you know present my uh, you know picture using multidisciplinary this that's why i study different different people okay and i had a lot of time because i changed into the intelligence core mm. my boss always used to be 1000 kilometers away and the job content i always never used to believe in working hard working smart was a better way to do it and a lot of free time okay. <laughs> i go thank you kal rajan thank you so much for sharing all this information it's been so much i'm going to take time to process this whole thing as was uh, ajit i think going to do it uh, immensely grateful for all the information that you've shared with us thank you so much let me put it in uh, you know my concluding statements okay for your viewers the sage of war is sansu he is very famously said victorious armies i'm adding victorious armies win before entering the battlefield i'll slightly amend it in the information age victorious armies and nations create products especially information communication technology products and sell it to the nations which are going to be defeated okay and the nations which are going to get defeated and the armies which are going to get defeated by those air gap it deploy it and will certainly by defeat okay interesting okay? do think about it we have to be atmanirbhar i'm so happy that this step has been taken and if you go back you know 100 years hence if we make this a success this would be the most defining part of the indian civilization we were great a long time back we are far from greatness today if this succeeds we have a chance thank you so much thanks for listening in to this do like or share on whichever platform you have seen this or heard this namaste jai hind